If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey there, this is Nicole Van Tassel from iExplore Science, and this is a solo episode. So, thanks for tuning in. We are going to dive right into today's topic, which is what the NGSS means for your science content. And we've touched on this a little bit here and there on the podcast. I've touched on this on the blog. But if you haven't, you know, heard or, or you're not really understanding what content changes you can expect to see with the NGSS, then definitely keep on listening. So the content changes are one of the most obvious changes, and it's really the easiest to understand when it comes to adopting the NGSS. Um, that said, what the NGSS means for your content can be really unclear. I, I either hear, two, I hear one of two things. I hear, where's all the content? Or I hear, like, well, I hear, where's all the content? There's no information in there. There's nothing I'm supposed to teach. Or... These are so broad. Am I supposed to teach everything? I just don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to teach. Okay, so let's clarify first. Content is described in the disciplinary core ideas in the NGSS. And the DCIs are exactly what they sound like. They're these core ideas, so they're big ideas. And that's where you get a lot of confusion because if you look at the DCIs, some teachers are thinking, I can only teach that one little itty-bitty, well, that one concept. So it's one concept, but there's no examples. There's no like details. There's nothing there. It's just that concept. So they think they can only teach that and it doesn't seem like enough. On the other hand, they look at, other teachers look at that and they see that concept as so big and so broad that everything could fit into that standard. So what exactly are they supposed to teach? And the problem is rooted in the goal of the NGSS. So these standards are about helping students develop big ideas in science instead of memorizing all the nitty-gritty details that don't matter so much in terms of the big picture understanding. Most of our standards have focused on facts and figures, the information that you stuff into students' brains. And the goal with those standards might have been by understanding all these little facts and figures, they're going to understand that big idea, but it doesn't always come out that way. And most of the time it was we remember little random facts and we have no understanding of how those facts are intertwined or um, are related and relate to the, you know, the real world, the everyday natural world outside of our, our windows and doors. So with the NGSS, 
these writers didn't they didn't want to get stuck in the the facts and the figures and all of those little things they wanted to focus on the big ideas they wanted students to have a scientific world of view a way to approach learning about the natural world and then have a big picture understanding of how things in the world work and how those things are related to everything else in the world. So they kept the disciplinary core ideas broad, giving teachers and districts and, and curriculum writers even the freedom to figure out what details and facts and figures are necessary or can help students understand the big picture idea. So when it comes to you, what are you supposed to teach? Well, just like the NGSS writers intended, it's, it's up to you. The NGSS are standards. They're not curriculum. When you're teaching about weather and climate, you might focus on the Mojave Desert and its existence in the rain shadow of the Sierra Nevadas. Or you might compare climate patterns in Europe and North America and investigate the role of the jet stream. You might touch on them both, working them together into a comprehensive storyline about Earth's diverse climates. It's your choice. On the other hand, maybe you live by Lake Erie like I do here. And maybe students are figuring out the why our, fall, our autumns here in Erie are so beautiful. But if you go 45 minutes south, a little bit away from the lake, it's rainy and cold and it, it, winter comes a lot quicker, let's say. On the flip side, in the spring, winter drags and drags and drags out, but you go two hours south down to Pittsburgh and it's a lot warmer earlier in the spring. So students could use that phenomenon, that focus, to understand those same concepts about weather and climate and the role of water and the transfer of thermal energy and all of that stuff. The point is that you have the freedom to choose how your students are going to come to understand these big ideas as long as they come to understand those big ideas eventually. Like I said, the NGSS, it's not a curriculum. It's standards that state what students are going to know and what they're going to do. All of the details are up to you, which can be kind of overwhelming. So the one thing that the NGSS creators also did, knowing that you're going to be overwhelmed seeing just the performance expectations and the disciplinary core ideas, is that they've created these awesome evidence statements that can provide you with some examples to get you started, can break down what exactly goes into the science and engineering practice described in the performance expectation, and um, can really help you focus on what facts and details and figures might, uh, might help, you, help you out as you develop your lessons and your um, units so that students have the examples that they need to come to those big picture understandings. Okay, so how do you find the evidence statements? Well, they are on the Next Generation Science Standards website, but honestly the easiest way is just to find the standard, so pick what standard you're focusing on, type that standards code, MSPS 1-3, and then tack on the words evidence statement right into your Google browser. And Google won't do you wrong. It's going to be one of the first results you get. Then once you pull up the evidence statements, you're going to see how the NGSS writers provided some examples to get you started with each of these performance expectations. So for example, MSESS 2-5, which focuses on weather patterns, the NGSS writers mentioned that like cold fronts might be characterized by thunderstorms in connection with the objective that students can describe the relationship between air mass movement and changes in weather. 
I honestly wasn't sure at first what, well, what are we, what are they asking for between air mass movement and changes in the weather, you know? But now I understand, okay, so we're thinking about cold fronts and how those impact weather. I can also think, how do warm fronts impact weather? Um, where is the air coming from and how does that impact weather? And, and whether it's a cold front or a warm front. So anytime I'm starting a new unit, I always go to the evidence statements. So I definitely recommend you start there too. You can learn more about using the evidence statements to write your objectives in um, Erin Sadler's blog post. I'm going to link to it. She's our podcast co-creator. If you have been listening, you've obviously heard her. If this is your first time, then, you know, she's not here today. But she has a great how-to video that will walk you through um, using the evidence statements and using those to to actually write your objectives. Definitely check that out. It's going to be in the show notes. Okay, so very quickly, your takeaways. The NGSS isn't just about content changes, but your content is going to shift. There's going to be less of a focus on specific facts and figures, and the focus is going to be more on the big ideas and utilizing the practices, and the facts and the figures should be basically the way that students understand the big ideas. But the facts and figures that one person uses might be different than the facts and figures that another person uses. The ultimate goal is just to get to that big idea. Second takeaway, the NGSS does not tell you what to teach. They outline big understandings and they outline the skills that your students, that show that your students understand that. Your job is basically to figure out what do students need to know and do in your daily lessons in order to get them ready to meet that expectation or to carry out that task. And third, the NGSS writers did not leave you totally high and dry. The evidence statements provide details on your performance expectations And these can really help you identify some possible content, some possible evidence, um, what what should be included in a student's models, so on and so forth, that are going to help you better understand exactly what your students need to be able to do. So that is a great place to start writing your objectives. And that's all I have for you. (laughs) I hope this episode was super helpful as you're transitioning both your content and your instruction to the new standards. As always, if you have any questions about anything we've talked about, please join us in our Facebook group, NGSS for Middle and High School Teachers, to continue this conversation. I will definitely link to the group in the show notes um, and just reach out with any questions you might have. If you are enjoying our podcast, I hope you will take a minute to leave us some awesome feedback as we continue this journey of providing you some NGSS professional development. Thanks, guys. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.